0: Hello and welcome, listeners, to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we go and see a new movie, or relatively new movie, and we don't talk about it with anyone, and we come back and we talk to each other on the mic, and we discuss our thoughts and feelings, we weed out all of the problems, or we praise all of the things that we love, and we're about to get into it. Today, I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and I'm joined by Robbie Anderson.
1: Yo, what's up, Bern?
0: Oh, what's up, Robbie?
1: Yo, what's up? Yo. Yo, fancy seeing you here.
0: (laughs) You're just a band nerd. Who's a total dick? Yo. What's
1: up? (laughs) Yo. Spoilers. Mild,
0: mild, mild spoilers. Mild,
1: mild, spoils. Yeah.
0: So last year, Robbie and I, we did Halloween Kills with Mike Burge and Mm -hmm. had a damn good time just chatting that Michael Myers stuff, and we're going to get into Halloween ends. But listeners, if you are a first-time listener to Hot Take, never fear. Uh, The first half or first segment of Hot Takes is spoiler-free, so we'll talk about general vibes Maybe some of the acting, the way the movie looks, what we think overall, before getting into any plot-specific points, and we'll save that for the second segment or second half of the podcast. So, if you have not seen Halloween Ends yet, you can listen to this first half totally fine. If you haven't seen Halloween Ends and you just don't care, listen to the whole thing. Or, just settle in for a good ride if you've already seen the movie. Um, This movie came out last weekend, Uh, technically thursday now because that's what movies do um and yeah so it's been in theaters for four days it's been on peacock for the same amount of time and yeah we're we're gonna get into it robbie mm. Mm. how'd you feel about halloween ends
1: we're gonna do it you know. i liked halloween ends all right i liked that i thought it was cool uh i think you know I've only seen Halloween OG. I've seen Season of the Witch. And I've seen, and then, uh, you know, fast forward to this new trilogy. And I've seen all of them, and I really liked the first of the new Halloween's Halloween Kills. I was just like, this movie's weird, but I kind (laughs) of appreciate its weirdness, but I don't know if it's, like, that good. Um, But I remember having, like, a good time watching it. And then this movie, I feel like, has made me have an appreciation for Halloween Kills, Cause seeing what this movie's going for. I'm like, this movie's is fucking weird. It's a weird movie. It's a little messy, um, but I think it's like, I really appreciate its boldness and what it's trying to do. Because the thing this movie's trying to do, I think, is like aggressively bold and interesting and i think it gets very afraid of itself or producers and studio heads got very afraid of that boldness and they're like you better fucking rein this, this shit down. in <laughs> yeah, yeah stop <laughs> and uh the movie does and it's like the most boring part and and yeah i think it i think it's a movie that like gets really interesting and then uh succumbs to like lego sequel problems um and yeah and i think it's insane the amount of hate this movie's getting on the internet. I guess it's not its not insane. Just like, I can't believe it. Like, I can believe it. I just, like, don't know. In the legacy, to my understanding, of Halloween movies. And, Burn, you can speak more to this. In, in the legacy of Halloween movies, they are not all that good. No. And, or the, or you can appreciate them for how bad they are. So people coming to this, you know, putting on their pocket square, putting <laughs> on their thick rimmed glasses, <laughs> and intellectualizing the fuck out of this movie. I'm just like, guys. It's not that deep. What the fuck's going on? I actually think this movie is that deep and the fact that people are so repulsed by it. I'm like, I don't fucking know what you want. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't think the movie is like a 10 out of 10. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I don't think it's honestly even close. I think it's interesting though. And in a movie, in like legacy sequel movies, like I think it's, I think that is a a commodity that is so rare. It's just an interesting take on one of these like really old characters. So that's my, that's my rant about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you for the most part. Um, to come into any Halloween film, like, I- I'm not saying that I think they're just outright bad in general because they're not. But right. yeah, to come to it and feel like, oh, I gotta I gotta make sure this checks all the boxes. It's like, it's not going to, my guy. What are, right. are the boxes? What are the boxes? This isn't going to be like a Spielberg film or, you know, like, you're getting into Halloween, it's supposed to be fun right they are bold films they kind of go in weird tangents and directions and the characters are goofy the plot is kind of goofy i mean it's just kind of it's going to be what you get so so i agree the fact that people are coming to this and are so disappointed i it's interesting because i think if maybe they would have built it it would have had to been titled something different not halloween ends but if they would have yeah. built it as something else, and you did not know going into it that it was the closing chapter of this trilogy, maybe it would have fared better. Because I think people knowing that it was supposed to be this like finale to Laurie Strode's saga, I think people went in with really high expectations and yeah. really needed the film to be a lot of things. And it wasn't the things that it needed to be to those people – And so, of course, they're upset. They've been with this character forever. Um, Yeah. To see her end in any way outside of what their vision was for how this movie should be, of course, it's going to be a letdown. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't think that's fair to the film to put that on it. It it didn't really owe anything to anyone. Um, And it's funny because, too, with the other two films, David Gordon Green's trilogy, it does feel complete. So... I think people it's who are. In wanted line
1: this thematically with the other two movies, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, that's that's what I understand. It's like if you're disappointed with this trilogy as a whole compared to like the Halloween pantheon, sure. But yeah. like in terms of this trilogy, it's like this movie is very in line. If if anything, this movie is, is more of a sequel to Halloween Kills than it is even to Halloween. And I think that's maybe what the issue is.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Because I think Halloween Kills is so radically different from Halloween the 2018 yeah. film that why can't it go even more radically different in this third film? And yeah, I agree. I think more, it's yeah. more in line with Halloween kills than it is with Halloween. And I think mm-hmm. people really loved Halloween. And I, I get that because it's great. The 2018 film was so cool the way they yeah. took the direction of the franchise um, with especially the Lori Strode character. But yeah, to come into this movie and not see David Gordon Green's, fingerprints all over it like this is the film that he was building to the whole time yeah so i don't really understand the disappointment i have a few minor gripes with it of course and we'll get into that in spoilers but just when you're coming to a halloween movie you got to just let it be the movie that it
1: is yeah i yeah. feel like some of the criticisms i've seen is just like the movie is like narratively broken it doesn't make any sense and i'm like okay it makes it, total it makes sense. sense like it's it makes plenty of sense it's not like that hard to understand what's happening I think there are some leaps. And I think the problem that the all three of these movies have, especially Kills and this one, is that they are trying to have your cake and eat it too, where they're just like, we will not explain the rules of the mysticism of Michael Myers, but we will play in that play box aggressively and constantly. And it's just like this is annoying. Because <laughs> because I think that I think that always rubs me the wrong way where it's like I don't necessarily want them to explain like Michael Myers is magic. Like I'm not sure if I want that. But I do think that they really are playing with that mysticism a lot. And I'm like, I'm just filled with questions. Like, what's the deal with this fucking big dude? Like, what's up with that? You know? (laughs) Who is Um, this guy? Who is this guy? What's his deal? But, like, you know, I don't know. I just, I really appreciate, and again, this movie kind of, I do think because it doubles down on what Kills does, you know, this idea of making Haddonfield the character and talking about kind of like the the systematic way that Michael Myers has affected this organism, which is this town. I think that that is really interesting. And I think that like that pullback and to show, you know, just the ways that, that fear affects this town is like a really like novel and interesting way to approach this character. Because like, you can only show this big ass goon killing people for so long. And I think that David Gordon Green was just like, we got to do something that's like a bit more interesting, you know? yeah and also it's like you know how how true are you going to make it to John Carpenter's vision when John Carpenter only made the first one? and I think that's all he's really concerned about. Hes said many times in interviews he really he makes the music, he gets the paycheck, and he's out. He doesn't really care
0: right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Haddonfield is just really cool in general because yeah, outside of a few like pretty cool set locations in this film, it is yeah. kind of just like in every town, which I really like. But I agree. I think it is really neat that they really dove deep into Haddonfield in this specific trilogy because other parts of the franchise are really concerned with like the Michael Myers house. But Haddonfield itself is kind of like left by the wayside. If anything, I feel like in other films in the franchise, they're bringing like strangers into Haddonfield, like not the townspeople themselves. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you basically just live in Haddonfield for these three films and really get to know the people and see the fear and yeah, instead of it just being talked about they they show it to you, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Halloween kill you know we could spoil Halloween kills at the very least, but Halloween kills, yeah, I yeah. feel like the thing that really like lost people and, I, and you know i I can't remember when we did the hot take exactly like where I aligned. With it at the time, but I feel like you know the the uh the escaped mental patient that everyone is like that guy's Michael Myers, you know, I feel like that subplot has aged a lot better with me, and I feel like this whole movie is that subplot, yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of cool. I think that you know I, I'm trying to think of like other legacy sequels that I thought were good. I saw the new Hellraiser movie. Oh, hey, yeah,
0: I haven't watched one the one new Hulu? Hell, uh, Hellraiser yet. Hellraiser. <laughs> Hellraiser.
1: Um, so Claire and I just watched the first one, and it was the first time we had both seen it. And uh, that movie fucking rips. It's so fucking good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It is disgusting. And I feel like the Hellraiser Hulu one, which I've seen like people, people dig, and I've seen some people not dig as much, but I think mostly like people really dig it. I was a lot less into it. I don't think it's bad. I think it was just kind of like boring and fine. But sure. like, you know, that movie is very concerned with Hellraiser lore and rules. And I was just like, this is lame. <laughs> it's just lame. It's just kind of boring. And and I just like don't care. Like there, there's like no like ambiguity between like what the Cenobites are doing and like what their motivations are. It's all kind of like laid out. And also they really lean on um, CGI effects, which I thought is is kind of weird just because the uh I feel like the main takeaway with the first Hellraiser is that the practical effects in that movie are so impressive and so right. cool. but, uh yeah I just feel like you know that 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 movie is not what I would want out of a legacy sequel because it like is so it, it like took the wrong lessons from like Hellraiser where it's just like it's setting up this cool world. Aren't we so fascinated by that? I'm like the world's just kind of a backdrop for this like weird BDSM nightmare sex story. Which is what I'm interested in, right? you know, like that's what I want. And I feel like, you know, and then like you have something like Scream where like Scream is like, you know, uh, or Five Cream trying to be a legacy sequel that is a pastiche of other legacy sequels. And I think it does that very well. And then you have something like Star Wars, which I feel like is the inverse of this trilogy where Star Wars comes out with a movie that's like pretty good. People really dig. Then they come out The Last Jedi, which is extremely polarizing, and then they do a total 180. And I think with this trilogy, it's like they came out with a movie that's like pretty good; most people dig it. They come out with a movie that's like pretty polarizing, even though I think most people just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next movie is they're just like, all right, we're double, we're doubling down on the weird movie. And I was like, that's cool. I like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, it was kind of very bold them to take the courage. Yeah, yeah, to do that, to not care about what the fans had been saying, and yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, oh no, we're still gonna do it. Yeah, Which we're doing nice. it this way, so... Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker did not learn that <clears> lesson, <throat> and we paid the price.
1: We still but. are paying the price. Except <laughs> for Andor is good. Andor is good. I will be on top of a mountain and scream that Andor is good.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear it. That's our It's like next an actual one. show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is very good. It's like an actual show with characters and dialogue. It's not just like, remember when we got our things? Remember when Star Wars existed
0: Uh,
1: all those years ago? Do you want to see your favorite characters say some words that they've
0: said before? Well, here it is in a show. I don't know if you can call this a show. It's a show.
1: (laughs) It's a show. No, it's not. It's a series of vignettes that are expensive is what this is.
0: (laughs) Yes, for sure. I'm glad Ah. to hear Andor is good. That's next up on our list.
1: Yeah, Andor is very good. Did you watch uh, She-Hulk? I did. I liked it. I thought it was good.
0: There were a couple episodes in the middle there where I was just like, this is losing me fast. But I that- feel like the,
1: the beginning, I was not super grabbed by. And then after the first like two, I was like, actually, this is fun. I'm into it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when it uh, with Halloween ends, do you like all these actors? You think they were doing their jobs?
1: Yes. I think that I like seeing... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis like take Laurie Strode in like a different direction, like you know, I, not to spoil anything in the movie, but like she's going down a path of like healing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like very interesting to see that character. And and you know, there's like memes going around uh, of Jamie Lee Curtis like a video, a super cut of her saying like trauma, PTSD, trauma, PTSD during like the press tour for all these movies. <laughs> and it is it is funny that something that is so novel about that first Halloween movie is its conversation with like. PTSD and trauma but how it did so easily become like outplayed and overplayed and it is like kind of sad to see so I do think it's interesting and again like people should put that meme down because like this character is dealing with healing and you know she tried revenge she tried being you know extremely paranoid and scared and in this movie she's trying to to heal and I think she's all the better for it I get very tired of seeing her because her character has been done for years, there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing left to squeeze out of this character, and yet here she is. Um, I think the daughter character is is at the most interesting in this movie, but I think she could have been more. We can talk about that later. I think so too. I think she could have been more interesting. I think there's a lot of things that could have done. And then uh, there's a new character who I think is is given a herculean task put onto his shoulders, and I think he does a very good job.
0: Yeah, I think he does too. Yeah, Yeah, I think the acting in this is better than serviceable because they're living in such like a zany world that they have to commit not only just to like acting and portraying these like human emotions. I think the Halloween franchise kind of lives above normal human emotions. I think you have to kind of live in this fantasy world. And so your characters kind of have to be dialed up to like 11 at all times. Yeah, I think that. they all managed to do it, which is pretty wild. Yeah. I'd imagine that's very exhausting. But yeah, I like it that they live in this mm-hmm. world and they they don't back down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I <clears throat> I feel like in all of these movies, especially Kills and this movie, it's like I've always appreciated the side characters. Like the gay couple in the last movie, I think were like really Big fun. Big John
0: and Little John.
1: Yeah. There's like a few side characters that can get some shout outs in this movie that like they're... Like, little circles of plot and drama, I think, are fascinating and fun to, like, bop into. This movie's a bit more focused than yeah. Kills. Kills is really, the camera's, like, pulled super far back. Yeah. Um, it might as well be, like, a, it's like a series of short stories in a Halloween movie, which, I th- again, like, I think is a very interesting structure to do for that. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've, you know, this movie has, has I've said again, has given me more appreciation for Kills. Because you kind of now see what the master plan was. You're like, ah, right. Okay, this is what he was trying to do. I think that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it was very, like, loader. You know, like, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, Two Towers is great. I'm not saying that that's a bad movie at all. But, like, once you get to Return of the King, you're, you're like, like ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, thematically, cinematically, you can see what they were building towards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I Which agree. I do
1: think, like, you get to the the end of the kills... You know, at the time it comes out and, you know, it's I don't think it's very easy to see what the master plan is. No. I think that movie is very weird, I think. And I'm glad that this movie doubles down on what it's trying to do.
0: Yeah, I think if anything, that's what is so exciting with the Halloween films. The whole franchise is that you never know what the movie's going to be until you watch it. There's yeah. not enough speculation in the world, I think, to really nail down what these characters are going to do or how it's all going to play out. Uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer so for this one is very, very
1: mis- is misleading, right?
0: Extremely misleading.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. I was just like, wow. And like, you know, again, that's something I'm excited to talk because there's like so many like huge spoilers for this movie. But it's, the biggest spoiler is the plot of the movie. It's not it is not what you think it is until like the very end, which sorry, you <laughs> could have assumed. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's what they use for the majority of the trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, which is
0: hilarious to me.
1: It's, it's cool. I just, I think it's cool. I don't know. It's very cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a weirdo and I was scrolling through all of the Halloween films because listeners, if you didn't listen to the Halloween Kills podcast, I watched every single Halloween movie for the first time uh last October. And yeah, I was looking at Return, Revenge and Curse, which is 456 in the franchise. Mm-hmm. And those famously don't have laurie strode in them but they have her daughter in them and it's on an alternate timeline obviously this david gordon green trilogy does not adhere to that at all but those movies really remind me that trilogy really reminds me of this current trilogy that we're just wrapping up today and the fact that yeah like the the last one curse is completely batshit crazy compared to the other two. And the second one gets a little bit crazier than the first, but I really like those ones too. And watching this new trilogy helped me realize why I liked that other trilogy so much. And I think it's because with the rest of the Halloween films, like you get Halloween one and then you get a direct sequel Halloween two. And those are connected. But then obviously season of the witch is just it's fun own thing kind of Off to the side, which is hilarious and great and awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you get four, five, six, and that's really the only other time that you get to really live with a set of characters and really get into the lore. And then the rest of the films are kind of like sequels, like H2O and Resurrection are connected. And then obviously you have like the Rob Zombie ones, which are connected. But I think those sections of just two films each could have benefited from a third. If there was a mapped out plan, and so the fact that David Gordon Green got to do like a mapped out plan for three films, I think that's what a Halloween section really needs to like fully breathe, fully flesh out some ideas. And yeah, I'm glad we got it with this one.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, isn't that also not to keep bringing up Star Wars, but I do think it's interesting. Star Wars is like is like the epicenter of all legacy sequels, right? Like that Mm -hmm. trilogy is a very like ripe for being analyzed for all time um but like i think the thing with the the new star wars trilogy is how like not cemented the plot was they were just like and then the new writer comes in and they pick up the baton which is like you know that's a cool idea when you're not juggling millions of dollars <laughs> <laughs> and like thousands of fan expectations sure. um but yeah i do think that this it does seem like this you know trilogy was was very planned out and was very you know they, they had an idea of what they wanted to do from the beginning. And yeah, I think that it all, for the most part, paid off. I mean, you know, I, I was not expecting masterpieces out of a Halloween trilogy. And I don't know who was, you know, like I feel like the Halloween movies, you know, other than the first one, which we only hold to such a high standard. We only put on such a high pedestal because of how well it has aged. You know, like that's it's I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the reception was to Halloween when it first came out. I'm sure some people really dug it. I'm sure a lot of people thought it was disgusting and terrible. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I, the thing about like cult classics is, is that they, they you know, age and evolve with the audience right. and it kind of like picks up steam because the the cult gets bigger, so to speak. So, you know, with these movies, like, again, like I just don't know, and I, and I hate always like focusing too much on the discourse around movies but i do think it's interesting I just like don't understand what you know people's like it's a waste of time i don't like what's going on here it's just like i don't know and, and the thing that really gets me is people who don't like who di- didn't like halloween kills and they're watching halloween ends the fucking instant it's available and be like i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> it's like bro what you're sadistic like what's going on <laughs> you know it's just it's just like it's like i don't know it's just like i ate all this glass it cut my mouth it's like Bro, did you, yeah. can you eat glass? I've never been able to eat glass. Like, stop doing it. Stop eating the glass. Yeah, you don't like glass. It's not. It's not for you, bud. Move it on. hurts your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> stop doing it. Unlike me, who apparently can eat it for days. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been doing it. You're you're building up a
1: tolerance. I'm building a tolerance to eating glass. My mouth is calloused and tough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Some some people will ask you how'd you get those scars, and you're like, I've been eating glass. <laughs>
1: Oh, I've been eating glass. Yeah. And I love the That's Halloween how. movies. <laughs> and I love the new Halloween trilogy.
0: They're great. Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's good. And even, like, talking about it more and, like, remembering Halloween Ends, I was just like, you know, that movie was fucking cool. Like, it is cool. Yeah. yeah. And I wish, I wish more people just, like... I, I wish it was more divisive and less, like, you know, I pulled over the Rotten Tomatoes because I am a sick fuck. And the uh, critic score is 40% and the Oof. audience score is 57%. It Oof. is panned. People fucking hate it.
0: That's not good on either side. Oh.
1: No, it's just bad. Usually you get one or the other. That's a polarizing movie. This one? No.
0: No, just <laughs> just bad.
1: People don't like it and I'm just like, I right, like,
0: oh, that's a bummer."
1: That's fine. But to see like the film Twitter circles like talk about Halloween ends like, you know, they have been betrayed. I just like, I can't fucking co-sign this Reaction, process, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's just it seems ridiculous.
0: Yeah. That's that's a little too intense for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Robbie, it seems like we have a lot to talk about. Mm. A lot to get into. Our yes. sounds like we both recommend it. We both like it. People should yes. see it.
1: If you like the other two
0: Yes. There's no
1: reason you shouldn't like this one. Exactly. Um yeah, I mean, I I recommend it. See in a theater if you can.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Or, I mean, you can watch it on Peacock if you want, but. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. It's meant to be seen. I, the theater I saw it with, they were hooting and hollering and being like, oh my God.
0: Oh, that's you know, great. You know,
1: <clears throat> yeah, so you only, get, you only get that out of a, a theater going experience. That's true. That's true.
0: Yeah, in a rare turn of events, I was going to see it at a drive-in, but then Heath told me Ooh. that he wanted to see it. And so I came home from that drive-in, and I did not stay. And we watched it on Peacock, oh. but <laughs> but I will okay. say that uh, he had a few questions, and I was sitting there with my dog. So that's always nice to have your dog next good. to you or
1: watch. That's a good. Movie. That's a good viewing experience as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, not terrible, but definitely no like hooting and hollering and getting that audience reaction, which is the best part of seeing a movie in theaters
1: yeah absolutely. especially
0: a movie like halloween ends
1: a horror movie is is fun to see with people for sure and i did like that
0: yeah well i'm glad you had a good experience
1: thank you i'm glad you got to see it with your dog
0: oh well thank you <laughs> all right listeners so we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and get into spoiler territory spoiler. yeah <laughs> All right, listeners, we're back, and we're getting into spoilies. Spoiley time alert. Spoilers. So, maybe the biggest shock of the film for me, which made me feel so dumb, Mm. was when they showed the newspaper article, and they are like, Michael Myers' house, destroyed, taken down. I'm like, dude, you could have taken down Michael Myers' house at any point why didn't anyone think
1: to do this i guess that's true well i mean they they had the because wasn't the gay couple living in his house they were in the last movie which was fun so yeah they weren't going to take it down then right and they did such great work with it. i remember the walls looked really cool i remember they did a great job
0: with oh that. it was like all green it was beautiful. yeah it was
1: very it was very cool very um, dope but i guess if they're dead it's just like i mean we can't be doing this a third time
0: right Take yeah that it,
1: shit down.
0: It was so shocking because, like, pretty much every film is like, there's a Michael Myers house. And it's always about yeah. the Michael Myers house. And so, yeah, it was cool. People said that Michael Myers seemed kind of weak in this movie. That's been, like, a general critique of the film is that he lost his strength. He wasn't as cool and badass, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I'm like, well, they killed half of him by taking down his house. I felt like it was a cool, supernatural type of thing like slowly eroding away his mythos is like
1: yeah taking away his home like he, which i thought was cool i also feel like he got stronger you know this is kind of like what i was talking about in the beginning of the podcast where it's like what are the rules with this guy i don't mm-hmm. know but i feel like the movie almost made it seem like he was or maybe you could infer you know, it's up to you to interpret. But for me, I was like, oh, maybe he gets stronger with each kill mm-hmm. or maybe he gets stronger as it like gets closer to Halloween. Because we start yes. like, you know, like we start like around Halloween and I feel like he he's in the cave. He's all fucked up and stuff. But as he gets a few kills, he starts to stand upright. He starts to like juice up a little bit. Um, Still in his final showdown with Lord Strode, he kind of gets beast mode pretty, pretty easily. Sure. You know, but uh, she seems to be at the top of her game. Oh, yeah. So He did not stand a chance. I mean, listen, the elephant in the room is that this is Halloween babies.
0: Halloween babies.
1: This is Halloween babies. Now we're dealing with the new guard, the young. It's like Degrassi, the the
0: next generation. It's Halloween, next generation. generation.
1: Muffet babies, Looney Tune babies. (laughs) There was a while in the 90s where we just did a show, but we made it skew younger. Yep. Babies. So now we have Halloween babies.
0: Halloween babies. We have Halloween
1: Baby. Baby, We have Halloween baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Little Cory. Uh, little Cory. Little Corey. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I thought he was great.
0: Yeah. I thought the backstory was really cool. Um, it makes yeah. you feel for him instantly, which is great. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of getting you on his side.
1: I also think the intro part of – I think that's the best part of the movie is the intro.
0: I could not believe it that the movie was starting without –
1: They killed that fucking kid. Well with that Michael too.
0: Yeah. And without like the the theme, the Halloween theme. Like they had an actual theme with credits going into a cold open essentially. And then you get the Halloween intro after that like prelude to the events that takes place in Halloween ends. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I thought it was cool. It's cool that I thought it was cool and I think it's cool that you're like, you know, you're you're getting this new Michael Myers origin story without even realizing it. Yeah. You know, because I thought this was just gonna be like it's a they're just showing another symptom of Haddonfield's fear in this moment. You know, they're just showing that. But you know, then you're 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 sticking with this character for the whole time. And I thought that the uh the conversation around this kid's soul, like is he infected? Was it always there? Is it always there in all of us? I thought it was all very I thought it was all done very interesting. Um, I think this is my hot take. Mm -hmm. i think that allison should have been bad also
0: that would have been cooler than what we got because if anything my critique of the film are the the character connections mostly around lori i thought it was bad writing that lori ran into hawkins at the grocery store and it was like she had never seen him in four years and she's telling him like oh i live with my granddaughter and oh blah 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 and it was like don't you guys run into each other frequently it's been four towns years not like, that big
1: town's not that big yeah
0: yeah it's weird that she's like giving him exposition or telling him about her life when they live in the same small town and went through a horrific uh tragedy together like wouldn't you think that would have bonded them and they would at least talk to each other strange yeah and then really just the alice in turn of her like seemingly i mean granted she's frustrated She's dealing with trauma and grief as well. But at the beginning of the movie, her relationship to Lori seemed pretty strong. And they seemed and to much a little bit more than of a sudden
1: yeah, all of a sudden of a sudden
0: bit of a little 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 bit that would have made way more sense. But the fact that she I like would be, yes. eroded, yeah. her character just like fell apart. It was a bummer.
1: I was saying during the movie and like their relationship, like uh, Allison and Corey's, I was just like, you know, it's funny that they put like Heathers inside a Halloween movie.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I think
1: it would have been interesting if they kind of let it, you know, maybe. And I think you could have had her still have this revelation that she's maybe shouldn't be down this path. But I think you got to really push it to the very end. Yeah. The very end, push it. And I think, yeah, it would have been interesting. I think it would have made more sense and been more thematically rich and dense to have her, you know, kind of fall in love with her trauma. Something that Laurie never did, you right. know, have her fall in love with like this pain, have her kind of romanticize this thing, you know, and I think it would have put Jamie Lee Curtis put Laurie in a, in a much more interesting position to deal with That relationship, which she is, but it never goes like kind of as deep as I think it could. For sure. You know?
0: Yeah, Um, definitely.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was a missed opportunity and an example of the movie becoming afraid of its boldness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because it sets it up.
1: It's there, right? It's
0: there for sure. Yeah. In the earlier trilogy that doesn't really have Laurie Strode with Laurie's daughter, jamie she Mm -hmm. kind of they toy with the idea of like a descendant from laurie strode also maybe becoming evil it's weird because jamie in that trilogy has like a psychic link to michael and like when michael's doing something she can kind of like know about it she kind of like has a shine essentially but only connected to michael (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and so the whole time you're kind of wondering like is jamie lloyd going to turn evil Like, the whole time. They're kind of building towards that. So, yeah, I think that would have been cool with Allison to have her – because granted, she's been steeped in the tragedy for such a shorter amount of time than Laurie, but also Mm -hmm. in, like, a much more vibrant setting with, like, social media and, like, the outrage of, like, how much that trauma can really affect her. Lori had time to kind of, like, meditate, and she became a hermit herself, and you see that at the beginning of Halloween, yeah, But Allison's kind of like stuck in the trauma on repeat, which is something that fuels her character towards wanting to be with Corey because she understands that. But yeah,
1: I, yeah, I She agree. finds kinship with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think the main problem with the movie is that, again, like Laurie Strode is not an interesting character anymore. <laughs> she's most interesting in Halloween. Yeah. I, I wouldn't agree in, 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 in the, in the, agree the, with the trilogy. You. But, but well, I hear what I you're think saying. she's... It's just kind of like a, a narrative hole, yeah. Because like it's just we've done it. They did everything with her character in but Halloween twenty eighteen. Yes, and then so much so that Halloween Kills I think is afraid to deal with her because they do everything to kind of be around her. Yeah. Because like I I always think about like um when they were talking when when I read stuff and they talk about uh Force Awakens and how Luke Skywalker was in earlier drafts of Force Awakens but they kept cutting it down because they're like it becomes the Luke Skywalker movie every time he's in there and i think that's kind of the problem you see with this and that is also the problem with like legacy sequels as well where it's like you can't use this character too much because it all will they just take all of the the narrative energy yeah and it's like a vortex you know it's so i think with this movie like you know they try to circumvent it and they do interesting things to go around it but every time laurie's there you know It's just not as interesting to me. It's like her talking to the cop that she obviously wants to fuck. It's like, I just don't really care. Or spending too much time doing this. There's some scenes where she. I I do really like that she is stalking Corey. Mm -hmm. And I do really like that she's kind of like the apex predator to this young, up and coming Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. I think that relationship works really well. My favorite, my other favorite part of the movie, other than the intro is when she is when you think she kills herself she's like did you really think I was gonna kill myself and fucking pops in two in the chest and I was like that that was cool is good that is cool as fuck so you know yeah. it's not all lost on me but yeah, yeah I don't know I just think that Lori Strode is I think it's hard to do much with her at this point you know
0: I think maybe the most interesting scene with Lori in this movie is the fact that she keeps talking about like moving on and healing mm-hmm. And she finally put Michael Myers behind her. She doesn't <laughs> – it's funny because she says, like, I don't obsess over it anymore. But meanwhile, she's writing a book about it and obsessing She's writing it. a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is really sad when she's at the grocery store and she sees Hawkins and gets her little flirt on and then goes out into the parking lot and those women, which I cannot believe that woman survived. From Halloween Kills. That was wild. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this bitch, she's alive. Really? Um but yeah, when you know, they berate her and then you see her in her car, just like distraught. It's just like, oh yeah, she's never going to be able to really move past. I thought that was an interesting scene that they didn't really live in Mm -hmm. that long. With her, like, Does, having to deal with it coming back, but I did like that. Can I ask,
1: can I ask you, though? Yes. Because this is something I have trouble with. Do you buy all these characters going up to her and being like, this is your fucking fault? Does that, do you buy that element of the movie? Because I, I just think it's a little, I get what they're going for, like, energy wise and, like, why they're doing it. It's just like, you know, I think with. Traumatic events like this, uh, the, the story gets muddled down and the telephone game happens. Yeah. You know, there's that there's that line with a DJ where it's like, didn't you like fight like a mentally ill person? And now he's like killing all of us.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, like, or I think he said someone with like brain damage. Um, And I just like don't quite buy it that everyone like fucking hates Lori Strode. Fair. For Michael Myers stuff.
0: I feel like she probably doesn't get that a lot.
1: And we were just, just
0: seeing instances of it happening, and especially around okay. Halloween, maybe people start to feel that way again, like feelings yeah. come up that maybe they don't typically have. But I thought with mm. those two ladies in particular, the woman who, who survived and uh, I guess her sister or whoever was with her, yeah, um, I think those two ladies probably would want to take it out on on Lori and be upset to see someone be happy that – they you know feel slightly personal i think just the fact if Lori would have come out of the grocery store and not have a smile on her face i don't think they would have like outright attacked her but i think whatever seeing Lori happy in that moment triggered something in those those women to be like yeah what the fuck you don't get to be happy look at my sister she's in a wheelchair and she lost her voice i think yeah it was not great but i can't imagine um all of the townspeople continuously doing that to Lori. And I think that's what we see getting passed on to Corey, because now people just treat Corey like shit, and it's kind of moved right. on from Lori. So maybe Lori's been able to heal a little bit more, or kind of distance Corey herself. Corey can
1: kind of take some of the...
0: Yeah, because this yeah. other kid. And I wonder if that's why Lori chooses to help him, it's because she realizes that. She kind of notices, like, oh yeah, there's that kid who gets the... The shit kicked out of him all the time because he took on all of the hate that used to be directed at me.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I it's know. it's similar to the the reason that Allison likes him is the reason that Lori helps him, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I and I guess like it makes sense for that for that instant outside the instance outside the grocery store that like um you know, they can't take out their hate on Michael Myers. So right. they could maybe do it on her. So I guess I guess that does like check out more. I just it just felt so like uh, it was hard to interpret at the time, you know. I don't know.
0: It, yeah, I think this movie is doing a lot of really good things, and a lot of it does make sense. But I think some of the way they handle it is pretty clunky, and I think that scene in particular is a clunkier
1: scene. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think there are some clunky scenes. I think one that I also find kind of clunky is when Corey takes the Michael Myers mask from Michael. <laughs> I was like the struggle. I was just like, I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's uh, he just goes in there. He just pushes this big goon around, and he takes his mask. And like, I think the idea is that you know he's so juiced up um on hate that he is out juicing Michael Myers. Um, <clears throat> and I like that Michael Myers like ultimately kills him. I think that's like kind of cool. But I also would have been interested to see that character continue. Yeah. The bolder choice would to let Michael Myers die, but the the idea of Michael Myers lives on in, you know, these copycat killers.
0: Yeah, Heath was surprised that Corey, if he were still alive, which you find out Laurie doesn't kill him, he's still alive, mm-hmm. and then Michael Myers shows up. Heath was like, why wasn't he just gone? Like, why didn't they cut to the hallway, and all of a sudden, Corey wasn't there? Because that would have been the cool thing to do. Like, oh, he wasn't dead. He's he's lost in the night.
1: Just yeah, like Michael just Myers. Like a Mike, just like Michael Myers, yeah. Yeah,
0: and then Michael Myers still comes, because he was hunting Corey and mostly hunting Laurie at that point.
1: So it wouldn't I think f- they wanted to be like Halloween Ends. Yeah. I think that's kind of, you know? But <laughs> I, I also- I I thought that you know I had zero confidence that Halloween would would end here. Yes, you really did not believe uh, it. I no, I was like I think he's gonna make it, and <laughs> I think that they could have they could have done it by having Corey be right. You know, the next character. I also think like there's so many interesting scenes where you know Michael Myers doesn't talk, and I feel like they use Corey to have a lot of like emotive scenes that maybe like you could imagine Michael Myers would be feeling internally. But they use Corey as kind of like a vessel to have some of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like all very like cool stuff. I, I was very enamored with making this kid the new Michael Myers and and th- and that journey and that arc. And I was just like, I think this is cool. Like, I think it's cool. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it also felt to me, I don't I didn't do a lot of reading on the reviews of this film before this podcast. Mm-hmm. But also to me, it seemed like they were paying homage to the Rob Zombie halloween films because in those films they're much more concerned with digging apart michael's childhood and his home life mm-hmm. and yeah seeing like how fucked up Corey's home life is is weird his mom is batshit insane
1: well yeah classic serial killer stuff yeah like,
0: and i thought that was you know, over
1: possessive mom and they like kiss on the lips at one point you're yeah it's like, weird yeah she
0: says she was sorry and then she kisses him right on the lips and it's gross
1: right on the lips yep it's messed strange.
0: up. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was really cool that they were digging into that and setting up yeah. his mythology in that way. I I will yeah, admit I think... though that I did not think that Corey and Allison had very good chemistry. I will say that.
1: No, they're like weirdly trauma bonded cousins. Yes. And uh <laughs> and honestly, he like is fucking. he seems like so unhinged and insane. And uh yeah, I don't think that they're I don't think their relationship makes like a ton of sense especially like the speed in which it develops yeah um but if she again I would have forgiven all of it if she started to become bad herself because then it would have made more sense right it's like oh yeah they are bonded by vibes and bad ones yeah and that's cool yeah but no they just they dropped that
0: because it would have fit too with the way Lori describes evil if you know, in both senses, the evil outside the and the evil within. Yeah. It would have been mm-hmm. cool if, yeah, that would have been bonding Allison and Corey. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I I, I love that. Uh, you know, in the trailers, the Michael Myers you see is is Corey. Mm-hmm. You know, all those scenes are him, and I think it was cool. He does become like you know, crazy strong once he is wearing the mask. But I do think that's, like, because of his, uh, you know, his confidence in wearing it, maybe. You know, I think it's less supernatural, but just more of, like, he has the ability now to to do it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was cool that his initial mask was a scarecrow. Like, a floppy man who doesn't have a lot of strength. And Mm -hmm. also can be seen as, like, a straw man argument, like a little distraction. And then, yeah, yeah, like, he loses that mask and... Don's another. I thought it was cool that they made him a scarecrow at the beginning. Just fun. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like kind of deep if you think about it and you want to think about like the context of what being a scarecrow is. Um, But if you don't want to look into it, like it's just funny. It's just, oh yeah, he was a scarecrow. Not a big deal. You don't have to get into the reading of that to enjoy it. But I thought Mm -hmm. it was cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I do think, you know, you get towards the end of the movie and, you know, Michael Myers... By killing Corey is basically just like throwing that entire movie in the trash for the Halloween Ends movie, which is the last 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, to me is the problem that this movie had from the beginning is that there is no satisfying way to kill Michael Myers because you don't want him to die.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's the issue. No one actually wants Michael Myers to lose in the Halloween movies. Yeah. You know, that's not. That's not what you want out of it. you don't I feel like the thing about horror movies the interesting thing about horror movies is like you so rarely cheer for the survivors, you know <laughs> or like the victims. sometimes you do you get some movies you know it's usually when like people versus people are happening, like something in like um oh fuck um. What's the what's the you're next? Oh like in yeah, your next right. you you cheer for the, the woman who's like starring by the final girl in that movie because like it's the first like shitty people. Right. You know? Right. But when you have these like characters like, you know, Michael Myers or uh you know Freddy or Jason and stuff, you're kinda like, Oh, I'm here to see this guy fuck stuff up. Like that's <laughs> what I paid my ten dollars for this. Like, don't take him away from me. Right. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, it was an interesting final battle in those last 10 minutes. I thought it was cool that it took place in Laurie's home. Uh, I think yeah. the use of houses in this is very cool.
1: She like crucifies him, basically, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, she does like give him the stigmata and I guess light spoilers yeah. for men. But yeah, when he got that cut in his hand and then he rips his hand off and he has like the two fingers on each side, I was like,
1: I did think That's about, about it. Villain. I was like, men, was, like, <laughs> men vibes for yeah, sure. He
0: became a man.
1: It really they do funny. something like that in the new Hellraiser, too, where someone, like, splits there? I was like, I, did someone, like, all go to the same, like, horror conference or something? Like, what's up with that?
0: Right. That's weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, trapping him under a fridge is really funny to me. I don't know why. It's just, like, so domestic. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and using, like, cooking tools. It, I don't know if they were trying to say, like... Women belong in the kitchen, but like, look how badass they are! Like, like trying look to look like, like how spin cool this kitchen
1: is. On the, Maybe on
0: its head to be like, look at this lady, be crazy, but she's in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like, I like the idea of just like we need one more really powerful feminist note to <laughs> to nail this one home.
0: <laughs> right, right. But uh, yeah, I thought I liked the procession through town. I thought it was so funny that that sheriff showed back up at the very end. He was like, "Here I am in my cowboy hat." Notice me. I, told, I exist. I was telling
1: Claire, I was like, his hat gets bigger every movie.
0: I was wishing it would have been comically large.
1: <laughs> I, I, well, Bernadette, it is comically large, but is I it? know what you mean. <laughs> could be bigger. Could be bigger. <laughs> the joke could be better. I yeah. understand that. Yeah.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like, he didn't even have a speaking line in this movie. So he just showed up no, and they're like, pops up. you're going to wear this hat.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Or maybe he says this isn't how it's done. And and maybe Hawkins is like it is tonight. Oh, I think he does it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's always weird to see movies that have characters just like celebrate murder, even if it's like someone bad. It's always just like, I'm not saying that Michael Myers like doesn't deserve to get put in the wood chipper. It's just this is weird. <laughs> it know, is this weird. is weird to see. Uh, but I do like that they're like, no, we're making sure he's fucking done. Donezo. But you know, again, like the. It just kind of goes against the the two movies that's happening. And it's really like one movie until at the very end. It's like, and now that's the end of this trilogy movie. Yeah. Where, you know, I do think the movie, it could be a little cliche at this point. And not, it's something we've seen before. But, you know, I think it'd be more interesting to see, like, the, it's the idea of Michael. It's the fear. It's the infection that lives on, like killing michael i'm like does that kill the infection does that kill the does that really bring you peace and i think it's weird that the movie is just like and killing this man brought us peace i'm like did it that's though? like weird yeah yeah and like i don't want to read really it too much but it's almost like this like pro death penalty type of like you know thing happening where i'm like i just don't think the rest of the movie is is saying that i think the more interesting movie is them being like like, you know, we like we are too into our fears, into our paranoia, and we don't trust our neighbors. Like we're too enamored with that as a community that even killing the start of this infection is there is no cure. You know, it it is here forever, mm-hmm. you know, because this town like has done. I think you're not meant to like root for Haddonfield because they like are creating this new Michael Myers through their fear. Absolutely. You know? And so for them to get this redemption play at the end of it, I just like, don't fucking buy it. Like, I don't think it's that good, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Laurie is writing her book. And at the beginning, she she says, you know, she calls Michael Myers him. But then she changes it to it. And then she changes it to evil. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and at the end, when she's telling him, like, "I, I ran from you. I stalked you. I tried to contain you. Like, there's nothing I can do with you except to end you. And yeah, yeah, it is really like Laurie taking the law into her own hands. And yeah, not, probably not the greatest message to send home. I mean, you want to see her do it because she's like the protagonist <clears throat> and you've been following the yeah, character but, since 78. Like, I I, I can't If anyone it, deserves
1: but, it, it's her. Yeah.
0: Right. But yeah, you bring up some very good points that. Yeah. It does seem kind of like almost pro death penalty, kind of in a way
1: it's just like a weird way i mean it's like adjacent to it right at the very least i think like you know if you have i think if you have like Corey killing michael and then laurie sacrificing herself to awaken allison who's gone bad i think that's a better kind of like thing to get to you know Mm -hmm. but i think they wanted i think they wanted to do something that felt finite and, you know, ended their ended the the Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, run of these movies when they reboot Halloween and however many years it will be hopefully extremely different. I hope. Yes. You know, I think it has to be. And I'm into that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that I think the thing that like really bugged me about the movie is like how it left me feeling unsatisfied when i had been feeling satisfied for a lot of it and and again like i think the movie is like i think it is so fucking crazy to have the confidence to be like we're creating the next michael myers in this movie we were creating a young michael myers and then to just kind of be like no. right we're not doing never that. mind Sorry. yeah we're not doing that <laughs> yeah it's just like i don't know and like maybe like by doing that you kind of go against the expectation and you go against the idea of like you know it being like a cash dr- cash grab. It's like now we can do more movies with this guy. Like you know you kind of put it all to bed, and you just go with it that way. So maybe this is like the 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 better strategy because it goes against your expectation. But I ultimately just kind of felt like the movie became afraid of itself. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And to be honest, the, the ending with Laurie <laughs> talking to Haw- Hawkins to be like, oh. what? tell me about these cherry blossoms i this is no dig on will Patton, that actor but i'm just like Lori. like i feel like she could do better than hawkins (laughs) like starting this relationship with this man who also like endured this trauma i'm like aren't you just going to live in your trauma for the rest of the life rest of your life like maybe he's saying with him wanting to travel out and you know see other things go to other countries maybe that is him saying like i've moved past this and i want you to also move past it i don't know but yeah their chemistry was really good i think they have really good chemistry okay even though uh they only see each other once every four years (laughs) whatever
1: well you know they really pine for for one another (laughs) from afar (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) even
0: though they all have cell phones and could easily contact each other at any point
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, I think it's interesting that the movie goes through such lengths to give it this happy ending where it's just like, I mean, no other Halloween movie, to my understanding, has done it before. So why start now? Right, right. And I think, again, I think that's just like the legacy sequel thing that they're misinterpreting, where they, they think that that's what the audience really wants out of these movies, where it's like, I think the audience, what they really want is to see Michael Myers fucking kill people yeah and for people to be afraid of michael myers (laughs) i think that's like ultimately what they want but you know this movie does take it to like an intellectual level or at Mm -hmm. least they try to where they you know they're using a surrogate to create like a a proxy deeper understanding of that character and explore it in new and interesting ways and i think that i was surprised at how well it worked and i was upset when they took it away from me
0: yeah 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 i think perhaps a better ending just talking about the, like the last two scenes yeah. would have been his body's in the wood chipper and then you just you see lori standing there triumphantly after pushing him in and mm-hmm. then maybe you just see like shots of her house while the theme music plays and it pans through her house and i don't need the kitchen to be fixed i want the kitchen to still look like a mess and so fucked up pan to her writing desk and the michael myers mask sitting there on the desk i don't need the whole like what about those japanese blossoms or those cherry blossoms what about those? like i just didn't need that like cutesy conversation between laurie and hawkins at the end like him throwing a bunch of vegetables on her porch and being like i I was thinking of you it's like i don't need this these are two full-grown adults i don't need to see them (laughs) casually
1: flirt with each other They definitely think that we're more invested in that relationship than we are, where it's like, yeah, I don't think I need to... I can assume that they'll get together. That's fine.
0: Yeah, you don't have to show me. Yeah. But this awkward man who rings her doorbell and leaves vegetables on her porch and walks away, it's like, just wait for her. She's home. Yeah. Be normal. You two characters, be normal. Be normal.
1: Stop. (laughs) Just be normal, guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would have maybe ended with a little bit more of, I don't know, uncertainty if they wouldn't have had any dialogue after Michael died. I don't know.
1: Yeah, or like, you know, for me, I guess I just like, you know, would want a slightly darker ending because I think it's more fitting for like the type of movie it is. Like for her doing it all and like, you know, her not being satisfied. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, being like, yeah, you did it. and But she's like, yeah, but I don't feel... But the trauma remains. Right. Because I think that's also, like, more accurate to, to, like, what that stuff is. Like, even when you know you're good no matter what, like, it is it is put to bed, it's done, like, the feeling doesn't go away. And I think that's more true to, like, if you're actually doing these movies about, like, PTSD and trauma, like, that's what that actually is about. It's, like, even when it's, like, you know, the, the thing to be afraid of or the thing that brings you pain is gone, the pain remains. Right. You know? So I think that it's a little bit of, like, a disservice to that pitch you know like it's like well no i think that she you know maybe she does and we never get to see her deal with the fallout of these events but i think the movie is trying to be like nah she's good now yeah we We all good now we fixed it you know
0: (laughs) the problem has ceased to exist
1: yeah even when like a body is so ravaged by a disease the thing that really sucks about it is that it, it never quite gets back to hundred right. percent. I think Haddonfield, if you're using this analogy, which they use many times, this affection analogy, I think the idea makes more sense is that, but they could never recover from Michael's disease, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's such a happy ending with a bow on it, and I think it's a disservice to the movies that they were creating.
0: Oh, yeah. well, that plus like all the sex in the city narration going on while laurie is writing her book those know, elements you. really took me out of the movie yeah i just don't know why they did it that way but
1: yeah i feel like it becomes a bit of a cliche but i saw someone like tweet that and they didn't like the movie at all as most people do <laughs> but uh they were like you know there's two movies happening and they're both like not doing it very well mm. and uh you know i do think that there's a bit of like there's a legacy sequel happening and then there's like this other legacy there's like both legacy sequels happening but they're both kind of trying to do different stuff and yeah the the laurie trilogy saga capper happening i'm just like oh just infinitely less interested in every time it happens even to the point where now when i see michael like on screen like like regular michael i'm just like you know what's this guy's so what's this guy's deal now you know because at least with Corey, i know what his deal is yeah So it's a bit more interesting to me. Whereas with Michael, it's like, you know, it's it's diminishing returns. You keep bringing this big-ass goon back, and you know, at this point, I'm just like, so what does he want? Like, he goes directly to Lori's house to fuck her up. Why?
0: That's his thing. Why?
1: That's his thing. And I just (laughs) think think that the logic of, like, I think the logic of him being this, like, whirlwind of chaos that blows into town is diminishing returns. Mm. And I think we are at the, the... Scraping the barrel of just like, he's back.
0: Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: See, we'll see. I hope that the new, whatever the new one is, surely there will be a new one. It will be uh, exciting and very, very different.
0: Yeah. Well, something that the, uh, this trilogy plus the original don't get into, but something they played around with, with the other movies in the franchise, is Mm. that Michael and Laurie are siblings. And Mm. he murdered his sister, and that's how Halloween starts. And so he's hunting down the other sister. And so killing Lori is like finally putting like a nail in the coffin. Putting that to
1: rest. Yeah, finishing
0: his familial kill spree. So Mm -hmm. that's something that they don't play with in this. But yeah, Yeah. I, I think trying to understand... Michael is pretty fruitless. I don't think there is a lot of understanding to be done when it comes to his character. Yeah. Especially, like, when you get into the nitty-gritty of, like, well, what does he eat? I mean, is he just killing people and eating the people? Or is he eating rats? Is he, like, foraging? They don't really get into any of that, which they do in a few of the other uh, movies, that like, shows him, like, killing animals and, you know, feasting. But in this one, it's like, he just is. He just exists yeah he
1: just exists yeah yeah
0: which i think is fine i mean for what they're trying to do i'm into that you
1: know he's he's like the evil you know he's kind of has like it vibes he's like you know just like in the underground just kind of chilling and i'm like i'm like fine with that but uh yeah i just think like you know they they give us like you know i don't think there's any satisfying way to explain the psyche of michael myers In the same way where I don't think it's satisfying when when you kill him. Yeah. And I think that it was more interesting to have a character where they were building up to be this Michael Myers. And, you know, he's like a proxy to it. So you get to like, you know, the things that would not be satisfying with this legacy character can be satisfying with this new one. And I ultimately thought it worked. Um. I was really I was very shocked at how into that part of the movie I was. Well, it's like this kid who is getting fucked over, you know, he's having his own little Joker origin story and he's becoming the next Michael Myers and I was like shocked at how into it I was. I was like this is actually like it's working for me. Yeah. Because I thought it was so crazy. I'm like I cannot believe they're doing this. And maybe if the shock wore off, I would be less into it, but I don't know what talking about it. I'm just like I still think it's kind of cool. I just think that they, you know, I think they they didn't want to make the movie just Laurie and Michael fighting for an hour and a half. And they also didn't want to make Halloween Baby. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, all right, well, so now you just have like Halloween Baby and Laurie and Michael fighting and neither of them are brought to their satisfying conclusion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that read. Yeah. Yeah. I think where they really lost me, if they lost me at all. Was really just like Mm -hmm. the opening third of the the film with all of the scenes back and forth of like getting Allison with Corey, Allison going to the mechanic and getting her car fixed, but not really caring about the car. But it's like, girl, you should get your car fixed. Like (laughs) your car sounds terrible. You should care about both things. You can care about both. Um, Having like Lori have that whole thing where she's telling her you like to get her tits out. And, like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. also weird. Like, a lot of these scenes are just kind of weird and smushed together at the beginning of the movie right. just to get, like, the stuff going. But once Corey starts donning the the scarecrow mask to start killing people, I'm, like, oh, now I'm in. Like, this is where you, you could have gotten here cleaner. But here yeah. we are. Now, now I'm into it. Because I feel like once that happens, I'm in there for the rest of the movie. And I think it is because that's when it takes like more of like a dark turn. But also it's just because they just didn't know how to get the movie there in the first place. They do it, yeah. but I think in a pretty clunky fashion.
1: Yeah. I I definitely think the movie is clunky. Yeah. I also think it looks really good though, too.
0: It does look really great, especially like a yeah. few of the set pieces like that radio station and the really doctor's cool. house dope yeah
1: a lot of the motorcycle rides were cool like i was like this movie's cool like i don't know maybe it's cool that's again like why you know people giving it such low reviews or like really panning it i'm just like that's when i'm like you have a fucking agenda you know because i'm like the movie on like a technical level is proficient and it's good and uh i don't think that like a movie that you're watching just because you don't like the story like means it's a fucking like zero out of ten not everyone is meant to be like you know I don't know, like, It's also why review scores are, are stupid, ultimately, right. because like that's not the, the thing you should judge a movie on either way. But, uh, you know, for the sake of what we do, it's like I don't know, to say this movie is like a piece of shit is, is just wrong. You know, like I, there's like plenty of merits to it. Um, but I think just, you know, Halloween is one of those any longstanding franchise that becomes so sacred to the audience that they you know, if you fuck with them, they gonna hate it. They gonna come back for you
0: i know so. yeah you're you're totally right there's plenty there for people for film yeah if it's like mainly plot yeah. that you're concerned about like that's you're not analyzing the film then at that point yeah
1: i mean listen plot's very important
0: plot is <laughs> very know, important I, would,
1: I yeah i want movies to have good <laughs> stories <laughs> don't get me wrong um and i think ultimately like the plot is probably the most important part of a movie because you can watch a movie that has like bad special effects and bad music and bad acting, but you can really like the story. Sure. And, <clears throat> and that can really pull it all together. Whereas like, you know, if you watch a movie that has really good special effects and really good camera work and really good music, but a terrible plot, you're gonna you're gonna leave that not really caring about all that right. other stuff. You know? Right. So yeah. Plots important, But I do think, you know, it's uh I think the plot is there in this movie. I just think that it's, you know, it is a little clunky, it's a little messy, and it doesn't ultimately end up where it's going. But in terms of, like, a viewing experience of me sitting and watching a movie, like, I was thoroughly entertained and stimulated and enjoying it. So, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if anything, this film, uh, it was written by four dudes, and one of them is David Gordon Green, and one of them is Danny McBride, and then the other two are... uh, people that weren't involved with the other uh, installments in this trilogy. So yeah, I think maybe just like a little refining in that opening third act of the the film, I think would have really elevated it. But it didn't need that elevation. It's a Halloween film. Like, it got to where it needed to be, and the rest of it was great. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think when you try and intellectualize a movie like this, you invite more intellectual criticisms, right? Whereas, like, if it was a dumb Halloween movie, no one would really fucking care, right? You know, and I think that's you know that's uh, a dangerous game you play. Which I, you know, I I appreciate that again. Like for me, like the the intro, the intellectualizing that they put into the plot of the movie really vibed with me. Yeah, you know, I was Agreed. just like, yeah, I like I like what they're going for, but it does you know it does open it up for people to analyze it more with more scrutiny. So,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, is there anything else about the film that we didn't already touch on that <clears throat> you wanted to bring up really quickly or?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I feel like we covered all the big moments. But uh, yeah, I mean, like my, my takeaway is like, you know, it's I think it's a cool trilogy Um, that also, unfortunately, I also think has very little rewatch value. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. I, I can see that. I did not get to watch... Other than that,
1: that first one, I, I feel like I would watch again. Yeah. And I think I have watched like once or twice, but... Or I've definitely watched it once, but t- two or three times, I should say.
0: Yeah, I feel bad because I did not get to watch Halloween uh, again, the 2018. But yeah. I did watch Halloween Kills a couple nights before watching Halloween Ends. And mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I wasn't as like 100% like in On the film as I was watching it for the second time. And if anything, when it got to the end and they kill Karen at the very end of the film, I'm like, that was even more jarring the second time to watch than the first time. Yeah, I was like, why the
1: fuck does that happen?
0: (laughs) It's so intense. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, why? It it just comes out of nowhere. Also,
1: It it sets up very little for this movie as well.
0: Yeah, I I don't think this movie could exist with Karen still alive.
1: Sure, But
0: I feel like Karen also could have been played... By like the Lindsay character, like you have a third woman in the middle, age-wise between these three women, because yeah. it's Lori and now Lindsay and Allison, and it's like I guess I could have easily been Karen, but <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there. I, I guess it's the idea of like one more traumatic loss sets up Lori to find peace.
0: Yeah, and also it. It's uh, like you know. I guess it does set up like why she doesn't want Allison to leave with Corey because it's like her last remaining, you know, kin.
1: Yeah.
0: And instead Mm -hmm. if Karen were alive, Karen would have the the bulk of that on her shoulders. It would be her responsibility to make sure that Allison doesn't leave with Corey. So I get it to a certain extent. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty jarring. And I'll probably rewatch this one again at some point if I go through all the Halloween films again or just want to watch this trilogy again. Yeah.
1: I think the problem I've seen with a lot of horror movies lately, especially these ones, is I just like, there's very little tension.
0: Yeah. I hear you.
1: And I feel like that's something that all three of the new Halloween movies suffer from, where I'm just like not really on the edge of my seat. Yeah. You know, like there's just very little tension.
0: Yeah. The only time that it was really tense in really this whole trilogy, I would say, is the scene where the mental patient is trapped in the hallway. And Karen's screaming yeah. it's, and not it's, him, it's, it's not him. It's not him. And it's
1: like an unknown quantity, right? Yes. You're like, What's well, I don't know what's the fuck's gonna happen here. And that part's like still every lands. other scene's yeah. yeah. Whereas like every other scene you're just kinda like, I think yeah. I can kind of guess you know. I was never afraid for Lori at the end of Halloween.
0: Sadly I also was not. Yeah. So
1: yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like you know, it's a little bit of a disservice. And then like, you know, like I think Corey's a very interesting character and I really like him, but I don't really care about his fate. Neither ultimately. do I so when they kill them, just like sure. Cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Um yeah. cool kills though. I thought the the kills at the mechanic, the the dump, the lot, I thought those were very cool when they kill all four of those kids. Yeah. That was pretty fun. I think the radio
1: one was cool. Ooh, yeah. And then you cut to like hearing the radio in like someone's car and it's like skipping there too. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool.
0: Skipping over the ton was well, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I, that's that all that I, I got.
0: Too. Do you have anything yeah. you would like to to plug? Uh
1: nothing too much other than as always uh check out Story Screen Reports. It's the Story Screen News Show that I host. We do it at the end of every month. Uh we have a new episode coming out soon. I'm excited to do it. But yeah, Story Screen Reports is us uh discussing the top five news stories in movies, film and entertainment and breaking them down and reacting to them. Uh, we've done two so far. I think they're they're a lot of fun. It's only going to keep getting better the more I do it, so check it out. But yeah, there's uh, yeah two episodes out now, one covering a lot of the HBO Max uh, Warner Brothers Discovery merger drama, another one really focused on uh, Don't Worry Darling and the controversy <laughs> that happened there. So uh, yeah, I think even though it's old news, I think it's worth listening to.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I still haven't seen Don't Worry Darling yet, but yeah, if. You're interested in that movie and all the drama. Listen to that Story Screen reports, and then listen to that hot take that Robbie and Diana did. Pretty much like the week following their Story Screen reports podcast, they did the hot take for "Don't Worry, Darling." And I'm excited to listen. it weird you did
1: so much content for "Don't Worry, Darling." I don't know. No, it was a lot of fun.
0: I don't think so. It makes (laughs) sense to me. Yeah, that's like
1: it was a moment. It was was a a moment moment in cinema. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, I don't necessarily have anything in particular to plug listeners, but I'm so glad that you chose to spend this time with us on this podcast. If you did like this podcast, if this is your vibe, make sure that you subscribe to our podcast feed so you get the new episode every week. And then also, if you are so inclined, we would love for you to like or comment on said podcasts or follow us on any of our social media. If you go to storyscreenbeacon.com, you can scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll find all our nifty little icons. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram. So those oh, are yeah. really fun places to interact with us, if you so choose, if that is your bag. But Robbie, thank you so much for joining me for this Halloween Ends podcast. It was fun.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a really good time. Agreed. Agreed. And listeners, thank you so much
0: again. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time
1: season of the witch bye